Blog Talk Radio. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Caroline O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Holistic Tech Care with Dr. O. I hope everyone had an awesome week, and you're ready to learn some really cool stuff today and share it with all your friends. Um, as always, I need to thank Sylvia Global Media Network for making this whole crazy thing possible in the first place. And to all of our listeners and everyone who's sharing on Facebook and on Twitter, our Facebook page, which we encourage everyone to like us on, and to share with friends is um, the same as the radio show, Holistic Tech Care with Dr. O. Twitter is Dr. O D V M. And so all the shows are listed there, and things are just going really, really great there with regard to social media and sharing with the world and such. And uh, with the beauty of the Sylvia Global Media Network and all the opportunities we have here, um, these episodes, these shows never go away. They're on demand and you can share them with folks who can come to um, blogtalkradio.com backslash Sylvia Global and look at these on-demand sessions at any time. And then they're linked, like I said, to our Facebook and our Twitter. You can find them there as well. So sharing these with the world, with your friends, um, is an educational tool. However you feel your best um, help people be better advocates for their pets, which is what this whole thing is all about, please do that. Um, Do some retweeting um, and share with us on Facebook and continue to listen to us here um, at Sylvia Global Media Network. And today we're going to have a 30-minute show, so it's going to be a little bit short, but um, I recently wrote an article for an Arizona newspaper um, about kitty litter. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, that, that's okay. What, a, what an interesting topic, right? And um, the the magazine's called Green Living, and it is a statewide magazine. So of course, you know, it's important that all the information is in. Uh, let's see here. I had probably five, six hundred words to get the whole topic out there. So as I'm re-educating myself, as I'm going store to store, taking pictures of all the current options, as I'm. Um, Boning up on my uh, animal behavior as I'm making sure that everything flows. I can't even tell you how interesting this is. I mean, really, really interesting uh, with regard to um, the way I use uh, a, a tool, and some people think a simple tool like kitty litter as uh, a medical tool. And most people, or some people, might think that it's just an issue of going in, grabbing a bag of clay litter, or non-clumping litter or clumping litter or this and everything. But um, the more I kind of reminisced about vet school, the more I kind of reminisced about my personal experiences with my cats, um, the more important uh, all of this is with regard to selection of kitty litter and the questions we're asking um, about your personal cats or your group of cats. And um, I was just uh, moved to add this show on to the rest of the guests that we've got lined up, uh, which, by the way, next week's show, we're going to have Dr. Ann Therens, 
and she is uh, she runs a health call practice for veterinary medicine, um, and the quality of life improvements that she brings into the home are going to be discussed, and I think that they are uh, beyond words with regard to the value that they bring um, and decrease stress into the home for our pets and our pet parents. So don't forget to join us next week for that conversation, and we'll be comparing and contrasting the house call traditional medicine practice she has and to some degree the house call holistic practice that I ran in Las Vegas. So people will know that all these things are options for you. But back to litter and your kitty. Um, <laughs> the benefits of litter besides, you know, of course the obvious, as we ta- as, as everyone knows, right, um, is making sure that our cats and don't urinate and defecate wherever the heck they want to. Um, these Tools can be used as a stress reliever, medical tools, and a behavior modifier in addition to just keeping a tidy house. So um, I think that we can start with what most folks probably already know is that cats really want to be tidy creatures. And I guess I need to back up with that a little bit. I honestly, um, get ready to stab me in the back if you have to, but I honestly believe that cats are outdoor or indoor-outdoor creatures. I think that they like to hunt if their mom taught them to do it. I think that they're nocturnal hunters. I think that we, you know, keep them inside for what we think is their own safety, and I understand that. I, I understand that. It's just that if we really want to get down to it in a holistic sense, thinking about constitution, drives, traits, and um, what, do, what do these little guys do before we suck them in the house, um, they really are quite adept if they were trained by their mother and given a safe opportunity to hunt and stalk and be outside in the world. And in that case, you can imagine that they're going to be using dirt, right, dirt as litter. And then we went and tried to make something akin to dirt that would work for them, not spread disease, and also make the cat owners happy with not having to do so darn much cleaning up work or having to um, deal with the tracking of the litter around the house, or for some folks, they put those lids on their cat boxes and such um, to decrease the amount of scatter or decrease the amount of dust or decrease the chance that cat's not going to actually make it into a litter box, whatever the reasons are. But when we think about why these you know, these cats are in their original drive traits um, and instincts. Uh, I think it's real important that we uh, uh, remember that these guys might not necessarily be indoor animals that want to be enclosed in everything that they do. So that being said, and that's one person's opinion, um, let's talk about some of our options with kitty litter and why it would matter what kind of cat we had. Now, I personally, uh, when I was in Vegas, uh, for quite some time, I had a very, very large Maine Coon um, kitty, and his name was Romeo, and he, like I said, very long hair, very large cat, very fluffy, uh, but he was also, his personality was very subdued. He was almost, I think he was probably part ragdoll. He was so relaxed all the time. So one of the concerns that we had for Romeo was that whenever he used the litter box, he got some of the litter on his long flowing tail. He got some of the litter on his big fluffy paws and that he would make an effort not only, well, he did, track it across his house, but since they want to be tidy creatures, and with a big cat like Romeo or with a fluffy cat like Romeo or a hairy cat like Romeo, 
they will do an excessive amount of grooming or they'll do a lot of grooming trying to keep themselves clean. And while they're doing that grooming, they're taking in orally and respiring, meaning they're breathing in the pieces of the litter. So um, trying to get a litter that won't stick to your cat is important. One that if they breathe it, if they ingest it, meaning eating it, it won't make them sick. Um, some of these litters have chemicals, perfumes, colorings. Um, they're dusty, uh, where the cat, when they go to kick or make a hole or those types of things, you'll see the actual dust rising up out of the litter box or the area around it as you clean it will be quite dusty. Now we have to think about the fact that these cats are breathing very low to the ground compared to you and I, and so they're going to be breathing in all of this dust, all of these chemicals, all these perfumes, all these colorings, right? And the colorings is kind of silly, isn't it? Because what the heck does a cat care? It's just to make the owners happy, make it more marketable, I guess. But um, our cats are very respiratory animals. Our cats don't like to open mouth breathe. They don't like to pant. If you ever see a cat panting, please call a hospital. Um, dogs and humans, I myself am a mouth breather, Daphne here who's laying by my side, she's a Labrador retriever and she's definitely a mouth breather. But cats don't want to be mouth breathers, so they take most of their environment through their nose. Now, for you cat owners who are listening or anyone who wants to be a cat owner, if you've ever gotten a kitten maybe from a rescue or from an ill mom or uh, we have any kind of in traditional Chinese medicine metal type constitution, they are quite, they can be quite prone to upper respiratory infections. They can be prone to decreased immune systems. They can be prone to long-term immune system, um, let's see here, um, challenges. So putting them in an environment where they will be constantly sucking up, breathing in dusts or clays or chemicals or coloring or um, and perfumes, by far, uh, are no no good, including those pl- the plug-in um, air fresheners and such. They can be very, very dangerous for cats. So there are just so many people out there that don't know that and that they're trying to get these perfumes and trying to get these dusty or dust-free or clumping letters to make sure their house smells clean or to make sure nobody knows they have a cat in the house or those types of things. So um, just be aware that using your choice of litters as a medical tool and using a choice of litter, litter makes sure that your cats aren't exposed to more allergens or any kind of irritant in their noses or on their paws or on their tail as they drag their big fluffy tail through the wet litter. And then they spend much of their time cleaning all that off and eating it. So um, we do have quite a few choices. Now, I myself, I have a master's degree in environmental education, so wanting to be on the green side of things even before I was a non-traditional student and then became a non-traditional veterinary practitioner. <laughs> all those, it's weird how these threads of your life become evident as you get older, but um, you know, doing a lot of work with environmental education and working on uh, doing a lot of um, kind of, I guess it's self-educating, but realizing the danger of the options that are stuck in the products everywhere, whether it's genetic modification of the food we feed these guys and ourselves or the chemicals in their litter. We want to make sure that we try and stay away from those if we can. And if we do that, it moves us directly into the area of, let's say, recycled litters. Recycled litters are made out of things like paper, you know, like a newspaper, pine. Um, that I used to use a lot of pine for my cats. 
And now the one that I found most recently, which I guess this puts me out of the curve, walnut litter and corn-based litter. Now, um, all of these things are recycled, which is yay for the green, yay for the environmental friendly litter. Um, some of them even clump. Some of them are labeled as being dust-free, chemical-free, clay-free, uh, clay odor-controlled. And like I said, some clump and some don't. But my concern is that if you, your family members, be them human or non-human, have allergy, whether it's oral or topical, uh, you know, uh, contact allergies or respiratory allergies, to, let's say, corn, let's say, pine, let's say, walnut. Um, this would be a shocking way to find out, right? If I have to walk into corn, walnut, pine, to go potty every single day and be less than inches away from it and then be scratching at it and kicking up whatever dust might be there. So you want to make sure that your kitty and yourself and your, you know, the rest of your housemates um, are free of allergies. Now also, uh, one of the sore points on my, on my side is corn. Um, a large, large, large percentage of the corn in this country is genetically modified. And I understand that we're not you know, hopefully we're not eating this and causing internal um, uh, genetic modification concerns, um, which is a completely different show. But I think it's important that folks know about genetic modification and know that, you know, a lot of corn is, unless you're getting an organic corn recycled with kitty litter, um, that we, I, I encourage people not to financially support genetic modification. And also, if there's any chance whatsoever that your kitty licking its paws, licking its tail, cleaning itself up, ingests some of that GMO corn, um, that concerns me. Um, and so these products, which are environmentally um, more friendly or advertised as such, some of them clump and some of them don't. Now, I honestly do not understand what makes a litter clump and what doesn't. And I don't know if that's a chemical, if it's something that gets activated by urine. These things I don't know. But if it's a clumping litter, I don't know if that makes them more or less environmentally friendly because of whatever the heck makes it clump. And that's just something I have to look into for myself, and I encourage folks who are listening to look into it um, as well. Now, some of these uh, litters that I found, whether they're um, the environmentally friendly or not, are flushable, meaning you can flush them down your toilet. Now, here's another question on my part. If you have a clumpable litter that's supposed to stay in a clump so that it doesn't fall apart and spread around your house when your kitty cat walks through it or um, scoop it up with your cat litter scoop. I'm wondering, how, how does it break apart in your toilet? You know, is it just a total, um, lot of water in a toilet? Breaks it apart so it doesn't cause um, any kind of obstruction to your toilet? And that's just years and years and years of being a veterinarian worrying about obstruction. <laughs> so, like I said, not a good, not a bad comment about clumping litter that you can flush down the toilet is just, I'm not a plumber and I don't understand. But once again, maybe a question you can ask before you just um, go out and just buy products. So um, let me see here. The next thing that we can talk about here is, I've got about 15 minutes left. I do have, let me see, I have a question for you here. Um, let me see. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me see here. Um, we are getting a bunch of questions coming in right now, and I apologize for the um, um, delay in the show. I'm actually trying to read them here. I think what we're going to do is take all these questions and we're going to post them on our Facebook 
Um, so go ahead and follow up on our Facebook page uh, under the same name, Holistic Tech Care with Dr. O. Uh, just like us on Facebook, and then come and read these questions, and we'll get some answers up a little bit later today. Um, and thank you very much for putting those questions through. I'm, I'm trying to multitask here. I appreciate it. Um, these are going to be really good questions with answers. Uh, thank you, Austin S., for getting those through to me. I appreciate it. Uh, but back to litter. Um, so once again, litter in your kitty. Uh, we talked about a couple different kinds of litter and the fact that if we have a certain body type, we're super hairy, if we're super big, if we're going to be licking this stuff off of us, whether it's just the dust or it's the litter stuck to our long hair or if it's our corn or a walnut or a pine that we might actually have allergies to. And for those uh, cat folks out there, uh, you know that cats are prone sometimes to actual asthma, just like you and I are. Um, definitely allergies, definitely upper respiratory conditions. Some cats have um, viral infections as kittens that follow them their entire life, which makes things difficult for their eyes and their respiratory tracts. So we need to be real careful with the dusty litter or anything else that might be, the products that might be in there. So uh, we want to flip the bags over, we want to read everything. And if you have any questions, you call the people that made the product and ask them some really searching questions because these are important. Now, um, one of the things I want to get to is what if my cat has some age to it? What if my cat has difficulty getting in and out of the litter box? What if my cat maybe falls down while he or she is urinating or defecating? What if my cat um, steps the front legs in the litter box and urinates or defecates and the rear ends outside the box? Those types of things. We want to make sure that the cats that have any kind of um, malady, have any kind of uh, immune system issues, aging issues, weakness issues, and hopefully none of the things that come with that, such as diabetes, hyperthyroidism, kidney problems, especially the kidney problems, are exposed to any of their urine or stool stuck to them. Because if you have the urine or stool stuck to your fur, then that bacteria, that medium of excrement and such, if it stays on their body and let's say that they're not feeling like it or they don't clean themselves very well or they're too weak to do that, we need to make sure that their entire rear end is clean all the time. You know, it's just doing some hygiene work and that's our responsibility to these guys. But we can also choose litters that don't mm, stick to the cat as much as other litters. And one of the products that is really touting that right now, and we actually used to use it in veterinary medicine for something else, is a crystal. They're actually crystal litter products. And um, they are made from silica, and silica is a ton of products that most people don't know about, but um, quite safe stuff. And there's a couple different kinds of silica. One's amorphous uh, silica crystals. One um, has a little bit different chemical structure in it, but these crystals um, pull the urine or the, um, away from the animal um, and they don't have a tendency to stick to anything. So um, sometimes these uh, crystals might be uh, an option for folks to look into. And um, they, I found three or four different kinds of these crystal products and a lot of them say that they have certain kinds of scents to them, um, whether it's a lavender scent, whether it's a just a clean perfume scent, and 
we just want to be careful with that because if these lavenders are essential oils, if these lavenders are, you know, that lavender and some of these other perfumes and colognes and colorings and chemicals are to make the humans happy, okay? And they're to make the humans feel like I don't have the cat smell in my house, those types of things. But we need to, as responsible advocates for our pet, put that on the back burner, please. What's most important is the health of our kitties and the health of our respiratory tracts, the health of our immune system, the health of our digestive system. So darn important. So if we can get as clean and free of byproducts, as clean and free of dust and some of these perfumes, colognes, those types of things, and um, figure out what our animal individually needs and um, find the best litter for your cat. That being said, if we have a young, clean, and tidy cat that just jumps in the litter box, does its business, jumps out, runs around, goes crazy around the house like a kid, and has the non-dusting, clumping litter, and that works out well for everybody and the human in the relationship cleans the darn litter box every day so the cat's not repulsed by it, the cat's not getting face-to-face with its own excrement, the cat's not feeling like maybe I need to go and do my business someplace else, which causes many problems in relationships. And um, uh, uh, one of the biggest reasons that we surrender our cats to shelters, why we get rid of our cats, I hate that phrase, is because they're peeing and pooping outside the box. One of the reasons that uh, we don't keep cats is because we get sick and tired of peeing in our litter box, those types of things. Now, I'm here to tell you that's our responsibility to these cats. If you're going to keep them inside, this is what your responsibilities are. Now, let me see here. Um, let me... Um, kind of come 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 right down to it here. Now, when you have a cat, when you have a multiple cat household, you need to, and this is going way back to vet school, way back to behavior, way back to some other types of things, and most clinicians, I hope, will agree, you have, ready, one more litter box than you have cats. If you have three cats, you have four litter boxes. If you have four litter boxes, they need to be in different areas, not right together. They need to be high and low. You know, cats are three-dimensional thinkers. They're not just going to be looking on the ground all the time. They're going to be jumping on stuff, going high, going low. The litter boxes need to be separated from their food and water. <laughs> now, nobody, nobody likes to drink in the bathroom. Um, they also need to be in a stress-free environment. Many times cats will stop going urine, uh, stop urinating and defecating in their boxes because there's another bully cat there. It's right next to where the dogs sleep. It's where the children are doing banging, crashing stuff around. It's loud music, the teeth on something that doesn't allow the cat to have some peace and quiet um, and to do its business and to leave. So taking all that into consideration, these boxes need to be cleaned out every day at least. There needs to be one more box than there is cats. There needs to be cat litter that's appropriate for the age, medical condition, stress, and preference of our cats. Because can you imagine if you had to go potty every day, you'd have to take your hands and feet and step, bare feet, bare hands, step into something that might be a little pokey, it might be a little stingy, it might be uncomfortable, it might be like walking on the beach and, hit, you know, stepping on rocks. I don't know. All I'm saying is that if I had to go in there every single time I had a urinating death case and scratch with bare feet, something that might hurt me, might cause me a little bit of irritation, might cause the, this big puff of stuff to come up, I might be inclined not to go there anymore and go potty. So 
um, if I do that and I irritate my humans and the humans decide they're just not going to deal with me anymore, um, I'm powerless, right? No choice, no voice to keep my humans from getting angry or irritated at me and maybe even trying to find me a new home or drop me off at a shelter, right? So as simple as kitty litter choices may seem, on the surface, they're not. They're just not. And that we need to make sure that all parties involved are healthy and happy and know that there's a huge selection of litters out there. Now, there's another listener question. Here it comes. Are some of the big brands okay to use, or do I need to look for special brand litters to find these better ones? Where do I find them? Um, I would thank you. Thank you very much for the question. Um, some of the big kitty litters, um, they've been working just fine forever, for decades, right? It's just that um, I prefer to go in more environmentally friendly with our recycled papers, pine, walnut, and watch out for the corn. A little bit of dust-free, a little bit of clay-free, a little bit of respiratory support there. No chemicals, no lavender scents, no nothing like that, because our cats just don't need it, right? Um, and you can find these places in high-quality pet supply stores, not pet stores, not places where they sell pets. I won't, I won't support that. Um, you can also go online if you'd like to. Um, and feel free to post the question on Facebook or, or Twitter, probably Facebook, and we'll get you some resources, okay? So send your question to uh, Facebook with uh, Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O, and we can actually spend some more time responding to your individual questions and give you some resources, some websites, some ideas that um, on these individual litters. But we need to know about your cat. Is your cat long hair, short hair? Is it older? Is it not able to get out of litter box? Does it not like to be in certain mediums? Don't feel good on the feet? Do we have upper respiratory conditions? Do we have other things like asthma? These are so important when making these decisions. So I apologize, I can't give you the answer to where do I find them. Like I said, close I can come without finding more information from you would be a high, higher end pet supply store that will spend the time to answer questions. And like I said, the bags that are interesting for you, whether it's the crystal litter, whether it is the recycled litters, those types of things, flip it over, get the name of the company that makes it, and call them. Customer support, call them. And find out who you talk to, take their name, ask them all your questions, and then, like I said, feel free to post on Facebook and we'll get back to you as quickly as possible to give you some ideas. And um, I hope that that's helpful. But um, individual needs, wants, preferences of the cats and what the owners have time to do is um, important because the relationship has to be between all the parties involved. Um, one, la one last thing here in our short little four minutes is that when we have a dirty litter box, it drives the cat to find a less appropriate place to urinate and defecate. And it might not be the dirty litter box. It might be if you have a multiple cat household, you have a bully in the house. It might be that you're, like what they call them pariahs, but the lowest cat on the ranking system doesn't get to use the litter box at all or uses it only when it, somebody else is there. Or if you have one of those covered litter boxes, which I strongly encourage you to take the cover off of them. Okay, I'm not really sure why we use that. If you have dust that slips out, if you it's a smell, just clean it more often. You know, to be more tidy with your cat care, your cat environment care, um, because these guys need to breathe. Their respiration, their ability to breathe clean air is so important for their health. So I'm just not a huge fan of those covered litter boxes. Um, but we want to make sure that the 
behavioral issues, we just have to sit and pay more attention. Who's the bully cat? Who's the cat that might have medical issues? Who's the cat that, gosh forbid, is more prone to an um, urinary tract infection? We have to make sure their rear end is nice and clean. We have to make sure things aren't sticking up there. They're not going into a dirty litter box where they're more exposed to bacteria or exposed to things that might not go well on an unhealthy immune system or an asthmatic or a kitten that had upper respiratory. So um, in my short minute and a half here, uh, I want to encourage everyone to look more deeply into litter in your kitty. I want to encourage people to get onto Facebook, Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O, post your questions, and we'll figure out a way to answer them and give you as much information as we can so you can be an awesome animal advocate for your cat. I want to thank Sylvia Global Media Network for, like I said, making this whole thing possible. And next time, this will absolutely be an hour because I'm not even close to telling you everything you need to know about kitty litter. And it seems like it would be such a basic topic, but it's just not. It's an awesome tool, especially with stress relief, making sure we get out of a bad environment with another cat, or I don't know where to go potty, or I don't want my owners to get mad, or those types of things. A medical tool, so I don't get exposed to things that might make me more sick, be it respiratory, digestive, or urinary. And behavior modification, how am I more comfortable pooping and peeing in the box to make my family happy and to make me more comfortable in my living situation. And there's so much more to go into. So once again, this is Dr. O'Sullivan, Holistic Tech Care with Dr. O on Sylvia Global Media Network. Please like us on Facebook at Holistic Tech Care with Dr. O, Twitter, Dr. O DVM. And once again, thank you for everybody that makes this possible and all the listeners who will share this, ask the questions, retweet, get involved, and listen next week when we have Dr. Ann Barron's on talking about house call medicine for animals. It's going to be small animal medicine, and we'll be talking about how that changes the whole paradigm, how that eases the stress, all the services that can be offered. And then we will be talking about how that compares to the holistic practice, house call practice that I used to have in Vegas, and let people know that these services exist in the first place. So everyone have an awesome week. This is Dr. O'Sullivan, out. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian.